Hello and welcome to BSD Talk number 70. It's Wednesday, September 27, 2006. All I have for you today is an interview, so here it is. Today on BSD Talk, we're speaking with Tim Reitenauer, and welcome to the show. Thank you. Could you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Well, I'm a uh, NetBSD developer, and I'm the uh, prep portmaster. And that means I'm in charge of all the uh, maintenance and development for the, uh, the NetBSD port to the, uh, the prep class of IBM machines. And I also do other uh, PowerPC work on NetBSD. And what is PrEP? PrEP is a, uh, a class of machines that IBM and Motorola jointly developed, which is a uh, – it's – like a reference platform that they designed to be the first of the PCI class PowerPC machines. And it's just kind of a, uh, a way to describe the hardware and whatnot. It was the earliest design for that whole system. It was later replaced by the, uh, the CHRP platform, the Common Hardware Reference Platform, which uses the open firmware interface. And who actually produced prep hardware for people to use and what was traditionally used with a prep system? Most of the early PCI-based RS6000s by IBM were prep-based, and a bunch of early Motorola machines were, as well as most of the Motorola PowerPC MVME, the, like the VME chassis, and then later some of the compact PCI chassis that uh, Motorola produced were also the prep platform. There are also some still-in-production VME boards made by uh, a variety of smaller companies that use or at least have the prep format available for them, but those are mostly for embedded use, and they're pretty rare. Yeah, when you think of PowerPC, I assume that most people think of Apple hardware. Did Apple yes. ever use the prep hardware reference platform? As far as I can tell, they did not. They were supposedly in on the uh, original reference platform with IBM and Motorola, and I've been told by some of the Mac developers that there are mentions of it in their hardware documentation, but I don't believe any machines were ever produced that followed that specification. And what class of hardware are we talking with the CPU? I know PowerPC, but uh, what models and speeds? Primarily, the machines are uh, PowerPC 601, 603, and 604. There are later machines built by Motorola that use some of the slightly newer processors, but they are pretty rare. Those are usually the embedded-style ones. And was AIX a common operating system to run on these prep systems? Yeah, it was pretty much the only one that ran on it for a long time. I believe Linux will run on them, and I, I believe Motorola has a couple embedded things that will run, possibly VXWorks or something like that. Now, when you're talking AIX, you're talking a fairly traditional Unix, 
But I've heard of PrEP being called a PC clone with a PowerPC chip. Are there features of it that are big iron specific or server specific, or is it really just a, a PC with a PowerPC chip in it? It's mostly a PC with a PowerPC chip. It appears that they've tried to make the specification in a way that would kind of replace the PC, and I think it just didn't really work out for them, which is why it got replaced so quickly with CHRP and open firmware and whatnot, that it was, the the hardware is almost identical to a PC as far as like the PCI bus, the ISA bus, and how everything is accessed, and the various chips that are on it are all pretty much the same as you'd find on a PC. Just pretty much AIX ran on it, and nothing else ever did. What about limits on number of CPUs or memory? I don't believe there's any limits on CPUs. I've never seen one with more than two. As far as memory goes, I believe there might be a two-gig limit. I have seen machines with, with one gig in it. I've never seen one with more. So we wouldn't necessarily call these things speed demons by today's standards. No, not at all. These are all pretty old machines. There are some that are pretty decent. I have one here that I'm kind of working on getting ported that is a, uh, a dual processor, 300 megahertz, 604. Some of the later 7025 F40s were dual processor, 332 megahertz, and I believe... The fastest ones are like the 375 megahertz ones, and those are pretty rare. So given that it's such a rare platform, how did you become interested in porting NetBSD to it? Well, actually, I originally wanted to try and write an emulation layer for AIX so you could run AIX binaries on NetBSD. However, I didn't have a PowerPC machine at the time, so I went out to eBay and got got myself uh, an E20, which was a, uh, a prep class machine, and we didn't support that particular machine at the time, so I decided to go ahead and try to port to that machine. And this was, this was three or four years ago, maybe five years ago, and I didn't succeed at that time. And later, recently, I came back to that machine and finally figured out the last few bits that I didn't have the first time I tried and got that machine working. Given that it's a reference platform, is there good documentation available on the platform? There actually is pretty good documentation on it. They wrote a couple really big manuals that describe it very well. There's a couple small parts that are missing out of them, but that's true with any documentation. But generally, they did a really good job of describing how everything would work and where you could expect to find certain pieces of information. And recently, you ported NetBSD to one of the F40s, but you didn't actually have physical access to that. Could you describe that process? Yeah, so there was a user who had one, and he was willing to give me access to one of his machines, and he had a, a serial port hooked up to his uh, F40 for me. And basically, I would email him and have him uh, power cycle it. And more or less what I was doing there is I was taking a kernel and putting lots of debug printups all throughout the kernel to try and figure out where it was going wrong. And I would upload the, uh, the kernel to his machine, and it would netboot the F40. And then I'd watch through the serial port to see where it failed or what responses it would give me back. And 
With the F40, one of the problems was that I didn't have a way to reboot it, especially when it crashed. So I would just have to email him and ask him to uh, power cycle it again when I was ready for another test. Well, that sounds like it could be a frustrating process. Yeah, luckily it only took about 10 tries before I got it figured out. There's When you're doing it remotely, I generally spend a lot more time reading the output very carefully, looking through it, trying to figure out what to do next just because of how hard it is to do the next attempt. Whereas when I'm doing it locally, I tend to wing it more because it's really easy for me to just reboot the machine again and just try little things here and there. Do you have experience with porting operating systems prior to working with NetBSD? Uh, no, I didn't. This was the, uh, the first port I've ever done to a new machine. Would you be willing to say that NetBSD is a great operating system to work with for learning how to port? Yeah, actually it is. There's a lot of stuff in there where I can go to another port and see how they did something. And generally you'll find in computers that there really aren't too many things that are brand new, That especially when you're working with older machines. You can go to another machine and you'll find that they have the same type of a certain chip, like, for example, a clock chip. And somebody else already has one, and they've already written code for it, and I can look at it and go, oh, okay, that's, that's how you talk to that particular device, and that's how you do this and that. And then you just kind of have to make little tweaks for your own, whatever your own architecture is. So what hardware is functioning or still waiting to function on the PrEP series? So I haven't written some of the sound drivers yet. I just haven't considered that a big priority right now. I do have some code that will turn the sound drivers on. I just haven't really sat down and finished that up. Additionally, I haven't done the stuff that will let X windows run. I'm not very good with X, so I haven't quite sat down and figured out how to make that side of it work. Other than that, it pretty much has full support for all of, all of the basic devices. The F40 support still is missing access to one of the PCI buses, but other than that, most everything is supported pretty well. And moving away from the F40 specifically, how did you get started working with BSD? Years ago when uh, 386 BSD came out, I installed that, and I found that I didn't really like it that much. I, I believe the, one of the main features I was looking for was the uh, MS-DOS file system, which 386BSD at the time didn't have. There were just a bunch of patches. And I looked into trying to apply those patches, and it looked like it was going to be really difficult, and I really was kind of new at the whole Unix thing at that time. So I dug around and I heard about NetBSD, and apparently they already had that patch as well as a bunch of others applied. So I went and got that and, and installed it, and I've been using it pretty much ever since. And you're obviously running it on the prep platform. What about other architectures? Here I have a bunch of uh, PCs, i386s running it. I also have a small uh, NEC uh, HPC MIPS machine, which is one of the uh, little palm tops that run WinCE. I also have a couple Sparks, and um, I have an HP 700 that I've been working on, installing it on. And do you use it mostly for experimenting, or do you run it on your workstations and servers? I pretty much run it for everything. I don't really run anything but NetBSD. So all of my, um, like my primary desktop 
is an I386 machine. I run a web server. That's an I386 machine. My DNS server is a uh, Spark. I have um, pretty much everything that I use runs on a NetBSD machine of some type. Like my firewall is a small PC. And when you run NetBSD on your desktop, what graphical environment are you running? I use X with uh, FVWM2. I've been using that for years just because uh, when I originally started using NetBSD, I only had like 4 megs of RAM, and that was the one that you could actually run in 4 megs of RAM. And I've just gotten used to it, and I've used it ever since. When you're on the Internet, do you use anything like Flash players or Java or other kinds of multimedia stuff? You know, I actually don't. Because I have used NetBSD ever since the beginning, I never really um, got into a bunch of the uh, Flash stuff. My machine at work that I use, I use the uh, Linux emulation to run a Mozilla with Flash enabled on that one, but I actually don't use that at home. I just don't, I really don't like Flash that much, so I prefer not to have it popping up all over the place when I'm working at home. How about your text editor of choice? Uh, I prefer to use XEMAX, but I find that it's difficult to use unless I'm doing a whole lot of editing. So generally I'll use uh, Pico or VI for most editing. And besides porting NetBSD to the PrEP platform, what other projects are you working on? Actually, right now I'm currently working on porting NetBSD to the old MCA-style RS6000s, like the old 7012s, 7011s, and that sort of machine with Right now I'm working on porting it to a uh, 390, which is a, uh, a Power 2 machine. And I'm making some progress there, and I'm getting, I'm getting along. It's not quite where I want it yet, but it, it's moving along. Well, are there any other topics that you want to talk about today? Uh, no, I think that's about it. All right, well, thank you for speaking with me. All right, I'm glad I had the chance to do this interview. If you'd like to leave a comment on the website or reach the show archives, you can find them at bsdtalk.blogspot.com. And if you'd like to send me an email, you can reach me at bitgeist at yahoo.com. That's B-I-T-G-E-I-S-T at yahoo.com. Thank you for listening, and this has been BSD Talk number 70.